Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Secure the Insecure. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by two very special guests. This week I'm joined by two very special guests who have become one of Britain's most favourite reality TV couples since one slid into the other's DMs on Instagram. Let me tell you about them. My first guest joined Made in Chelsea nine years ago when Louise introduced him to the Bluebird as her younger brother, lasting 174 episodes. Since he left the show, he's visited the Celebsco Dating Agency, where a beautiful bromance was born alongside previous security and secure guest Pete Wicks. Plus, he's gone on to appear on many reality shows, including SAS Who Dares Wins, Celebrity Coach Trip, The Circle and Celebrity Big Brother. But away from the reality world, ever since I've known him over the past six years, he's always wanted to be a radio presenter. And I was so delighted for him that earlier this year, he started hosting the Sunday morning show on Hits Radio. My second guest is his partner in crime. After joining Love Island in 2018, she's gone on to be a real success story to the Love Island brand. Stepping away from brand endorsements, she's used her time to campaign and to educate. With documentaries on revenge porn and rape culture, she's opened up conversations among young people that need to be had. She too has become a presenter, and earlier this year she hosted the reality show Love in the Flesh on BBC Three. Together, they've become interior designers for the most beautiful home in Chelsea, and their daily TikToks make me smile from ear to ear as they try to copy the viral trends. I'm delighted to welcome to Security Insecure, with thanks to Hotels.com, Sam Thompson and Zama Turner. What a lovely Thank intro, you so much. mate. That was great. I couldn't squeeze down how much you've both done, because Sam, Sam knows this, and Zara, you, I don't know if you know this, I'm massive fans of yours. And what you do and the way you are, you know, you are the future for our generation. We're all the same, mate. You're the future for us. And I look up to you both. Oh, mate, Aww, you're an absolute hero, sweet. man. Thank, Thank you. you. It's very kind of you. So we've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, we'll talk about Hotels.com in a bit. But the first question I need to ask you is just literally, how are you both? You've been through a lot recently. Sam, your sister Louise, has been uh, really ill. Uh, Zara, obviously, what happened to you in Westfield the other week? So just... Just to, on the outset, just how are you both doing? Right, really good, really good. Oh yeah, God, you that was was that last week? Yeah, I think it was last last weekend. Yeah, put it this way, mate. I have been the the butler, if you will, mate, for for Zara. I've been yeah, just just making her feel safe and secure, mate. 
and basically anything she wants she gets for the next couple of days at least um, <laughs> but yeah mate dude things are good man things are good when you were talking earlier about the interior design stuff we're so nearly done mate yeah we can see the finish line now with the house which is really exciting i think it's like a massive thing in a relationship to do is like renovating a house together like that whole kind of ether of stuff has been really exciting challenging at times you know it overall just come together so perfectly I mean, don't worry about kids mate this is where you know whether you should be together or not when you're doing a gaff up mate because i'll tell you one thing you get no choice i have had no choices oh this. yes you have i have, Sam. I have had choices <laughs> i have had choices well, also, you needed that focus as well. You know, so much has happened that you've needed that project to just have a focus on to just distract you almost from everything else that's been going on. Do you know what? It was also at times a bit of it overwhelming <laughs> because trying to kind of project manage a big extension on our, on our house and then also be working so much. And, you know, I'm up and down parts of the country overnighting like filming and Sam's up at god knows what time radioing and doing all his other projects so it has been quite a challenge and then also I would say like when we when we were renovating the house we couldn't live here so we had to move out and we lived in a studio flat together for how long was it like a good couple of months and that was definitely a challenge because you cannot escape each other like there is nowhere to go we just had one room of our bed kitchen everything um yeah that was definitely a bit oh, I quite liked really... it no what yeah, there are times where you're literally like, oh no but like there's something about like going through a huge life change together yeah that is like quite good because obviously as you would say earlier louise was going through it a little bit as well and um, yeah, that was so, really we, tough. so we were looking after her dogs as well so we had our dogs in the, in the, in the, studio, in the, in the flat. studio flat it was nice. Like, it was it was a nice time. Then you got the excitement. I mean, we're incredibly lucky, obviously. We got the excitement of coming back to something that was absolutely big in our lives, which is which is sort of like doing the place-ups together, which is like the next step in yeah, relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, mate, it's been, been one hell of a year. Good and it bad, really to be has, fair. Yeah. So how, do you, how have you learned about each other? Because that, I mean, Sam, you've obviously done steps with brother. You know what an intense environment it can yeah. be. You haven't got that space. Being together in that studio flat, living the showbiz life, what did you learn about each other that you hadn't realised yet? Because at home, you can just be in different rooms. It's very fun. But in a studio flat, you've got to be considerate of each other. If you're right for each other, oh, this is a bit soppy, isn't it? If you're right for each other, it doesn't really matter that. Like, we work from home a lot of the time as well. So, like, there's, you know, uh, there's no, like, chance to sort of, like, get away from each other. And I feel like there yeah. was never... We never really had like a massive argument, to be fair. I don't think we did. Which is nuts because, I mean, as you say, I've done the Big Brother House and all that kind of stuff, mate. And, and like you're on top of each other there and there were big arguments and that. But like, yeah, it was it, not really any... I don't, I don't know whether we have just blocked it out of my mind. but I, feel no, like I don't we, think we did. We never had like any big arguments, no. to be fair. You're pretty relaxed. Yeah, you are very relaxed, and and I'm not. To be fair, I'm a I'm a you know, I'm a prankster and all that kind of stuff. So if I you know if if I still have a girlfriend after that, then to be fair, I must have been doing something right. <laughs> Bizarre for you, uh, your the documentary you've made have been amazing, but they're mm-hmm. intense, and you know, like I said, it's conversations that we need to be had. But for you personally, it's taking you back to certain times in your life, and I don't want to bring up what's happened to you over the years. But what I'm interested in is mentally going back to that studio flat that isn't your home. It's not that haven that you know you're very safe there because that isn't your home. That's just a temporary place. How did you mentally compartmentalise going, right, 
that's the filming, that's my day's work, and now I'm going home to Sam, and that's my night, and that's my evening, and switching off from that. Oh gosh, it was hard because like for me, my kind of outlet is cooking and I love baking. Like Sam will have some gaming time and I'll be in the kitchen cooking. Like I don't really sit and watch TV. Like that's not really my vibe. So it sounds weird when you work on TV, but I feel like when you work in TV, you don't want to watch TV in the evenings. It's so weird. And I couldn't really do that. So it was definitely a bit tough, but to be honest, I just, I was so excited to get back into this place that I feel like I've kind of blocked it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was just, it was like all going to be a means to an end. But yeah, I'm doing, I mean, the rape culture and revenge porn films, they feel like, because I've been doing a lot in between, it feels like it's crazy to me how like they're the only ones that are out because I feel mm -hmm. like I've worked so much on the other ones that I'm doing at the moment. And obviously love in the flesh as well. I mean, they feel like a bit of a lifetime ago, really, weirdly. So what documentaries are you doing now? Well, I've literally just wrapped filming, I think, for my film on disordered eating. That's been in the work since um, even last year. So they take a really, really long time to kind of pull together and film. I've got another one coming out next year that I am not allowed to say anything about. But yeah, that's been a really, really you know, intense project as well, very immersive and yeah, just kind of a bit of a new journalistic style for me. And obviously, like, you know, my goal is to move away from doing the more personal stuff, as you said, like it does weigh heavy, but in a way, like I'd rather that sometimes because some of the things that you hear about and the awful things that people are experiencing and going through, like it's really hard. I actually find that even harder, I think, because you want to help. It's interesting you say that because I've done many documentaries as well as a journalist where you kind of become desensitised to it. But I did a documentary about the Holocaust years ago and I interviewed 10 survivors and it got to the point I was like on the eighth survivor and you know you're hearing these amazing testimonies and what they've been through and you're going well okay that works probably in the edit for that and that works in the edit yeah. for that and it's like a story and I, I had a Holocaust survivor and there's a really good uh, lesson that I learned of this isn't just a story and a drama. This is my real life. And he wants to tell me his whole story. And I was like, well, I just need to know about that because that will splice really nice into that. And I became yeah. really desensitised and it was really bad. I don't think I'm there yet for sure. I mean, people in, in kind of the workspace put their producer head on for, for certain things. But I think I'm very much like, I always, my dad always says to me, like, you're in your apprenticeship. And I basically, I feel like I very much am. And I definitely bring everything home with me, Sam will definitely vouch for that I'm not in a place yet where I'm able to compartmentalize things and I'm usually quite good at that so I think that that's something that I definitely need to work on a bit because I just think it's hard when you hear so many touching moving things to not really like you're an think empath about them. as well aren't you so you, you you basically feel a lot of the things that they that they talk about I think you find it quite hard to sort of as Johnny just said sort of like leave it see it as see it as a creative piece that's going to go on a tv thing and you actually you feel all the emotion stuff which is obviously brilliant because it, it connects you with the person you're talking to it's intense to see when zara comes home and she's like had a really big big day and uh you know i suppose that the only thing that sort of like makes all of it sort of hopefully will be the stuff you do is so beneficial for people to watch it all makes it worth it really I guess for you doesn't it yeah and I just think like think about how many like young people are going to see this children are going to see this survivors are going to see this and they're going to like feel not alone 
And I keep telling myself every single day because it does kind of weigh heavy, but it's just so important. Like someone needs to do this work and I want to be that kind of figurehead. Well, I think having that responsibility, especially for you, Zara, is amazing because we know you've obviously come from Love Island. And so there's a lot of people that know who you are of that generation. And it's not you're talking down to them, you're talking at their level. And I think a lot of the time, if you have these documentaries, you've got someone who's a lot older, a little bit detached from that age group and that demographic you're immersing and you know I want to see these in schools I think these documentaries yeah. I watched it last night again and I was like that needs to be shown in schools because we don't have those conversations and I don't want my teacher talking to me about revenge porn I want someone that I actually know and I trust and I respect to tell me and I think that's exactly that pathway that you're going down at the moment yeah that is the goal for me genuinely I was actually saying this the other day to my commissioner I was saying like my ultimate goal with everything that I do is for it to be shown in schools and, and as part of an educational piece. And that means that, you know, you, you have to have those hard conversations. I have to sit there and ask those hard questions and find out that really difficult piece of information. But that is going to be the key to making a change. Well, so this is you, Zara, as a journalist. Sam, we know you're an amazing radio DJ. You're going to get that Breakfast Shard Hits radio very soon. My flow guys, I've done Strictly. Oh. I've done Strictly. I'm off. I'm there. It's me and James Barr in the morning. Hello, guys. <laughs> Where does this leave you then from the Made in Chelsea and the reality world? Because you've definitely both shifted this year into this new wave of, like you said, not giving so much about yourselves, but actually being seen as broadcasters, presenters on a different level now. I mean, as always with you, mate, it's a great question, but it's it's one of the things that I always kind of, I can only speak for myself here, but I feel like even when I joined Men Chelsea, I mean, you said, I mean, it's been like nine years, terrifying that, Crazy. isn't it? It's been nine years. But when I first joined, it literally was like, I joined for completely wrong reasons, man. I was 20 years old with the mental age of like a 17 year old. I just wanted to get into nightclubs for free and date a couple of girls. Like, I'd never been on a date, mate. I was a late bloomer. And I'd never got into nightclubs. They always used to be like, no, you're not coming in. So I literally was like, well, I wouldn't mind sort of people like knowing who I am so I can get, get into the club. It was just the most vapid like reason to get to like get into what I didn't even know was an industry back then. And I think it must have been like two years in. Well, I was just like, do you know what? Something about this feels really good. And it wasn't so much like being on a reality TV show that felt really good, but it was having the opportunity to entertain in front of an audience that I really liked. And I think I immediately knew when if I'd like do a scene, I used to make an absolute, Johnny, you probably remember it, man. I used to make an absolute tear out of myself on a regular basis. I mean, still do, but on a regular basis when I was like a, a younger guy. And I couldn't understand why none of the other like main Chelsea cast members like we would do, they would try to be really cool. And I was like, no, 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 mate, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna make a girl called Fran Newman Young. I'm gonna make her a mix. I'm gonna ask her on a date, right? She was like five, seven years older than me. And I was like this scrawny little boy. And I was like, I'm gonna ask Fran Newman Young on a date and I'm gonna make her a mixtape. And on the front of that mixtape, I'm gonna do a, photo, a naked photo of me with pads in front of my penis and my, and my bum. And like do a funny photo like that. And I remember everyone being like, are you sure you want to do it? I was like, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's going to be jokes. And like, no, like no one else, like everyone was like, what? The other cousin was like, mate, you're going to look like an absolute dick. I was like, so? Like, I just quite liked the idea of like doing funny stuff. And like, just, like pushing the boundaries. Yeah. It? And just being like, <laughs> what I, what I thought it probably wasn't, but what I thought might maybe com comical and stuff. <laughs> I feel like that 
instilled something in me from a very like early part of this career. And then about two years in, I realized that there was actually an industry behind reality TV. And, and I think it was still forming as well, slightly, wasn't it? Like the yeah, for sure. You know, you've got, yeah, exactly. The digital world, you know, I mean, mate, we basically, I say we, because I, I have a team behind me, but like, you know, we started like an advertising agency now. And, you know, there's the, some of the, so, you know, people call it influencing and that's fine. But some of the videos that I like to think that me and the team make for, for brands, I, I like, we make them so they could, if, if needs be, go on TV. And, you know, that's the level of, of quality that we want to bring to any brand we work with we want to be humorous and we want to like sort of think outside the box and stuff and it's it's kind of like our own little ad agency and we love it we didn't know that existed broadcasting mate was something that i always thought i wanted to get into i didn't know whether i had you know what it takes and then sort of further down the line so this is a very long-winded answer but further along the line in sort of like in years I joined something called Build. Do you remember Build Series London? I don't know if you remember it. Of course I do. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You used to talk about it. Yeah, I remember when you... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, mate. So I, I, I left me in Chelsea for a year and I got given this amazing opportunity from a guy called Jeff Goodwin. He used to, I think he used to work at the BBC, actually. And um, so he was heading up uh, that that whole thing and I became their head presenter and he gave me a massive opportunity and I was interviewing two to three people a day 
four or five times a week. It was amazing. You had a little audience as well, didn't you? Yeah, we had a live audience, mate. We had a gallery in my ear. So I was learning how to how to listen to the gallery whilst asking questions and stuff, which never really phased me. And I it was a great learning curve that. And then, you know, we had like the questions he had on an iPad, the odds asked, and we had all these amazing guests and stuff. And the guests were amazing. I mean, we interviewed interviewed Madison Beer, we interviewed Busted, we interviewed the cast of the X-Men, like really good people. And and that's when I realized, it's like there was a moment in time where the the talent was feeling really good. And that's another thing, mate, I don't want to be the talent, Johnny. I realized that as well. I I don't, I mean, first of all, I don't have a talent, but like second of all, (laughs) Like, I really liked asking other people about what they've got going on. I, I think it was really, really great. I loved, like, when they were comfortable, when the audience was really happy, and when the gallery was cracking gags in my ear because I didn't have anything going wrong, and everything was working in unison. I mean, you'll notice, and when everything's working in unison, it's, it's how I imagine a DJ must feel when they drop an absolute banger in a club. And, and everyone's like, oh... Like I feel, I, I felt that way. And it was at that moment, without sounding cringe, I was like, yeah, I want to be a broadcaster. And ever since then, I've been, I've been battering down the doors of people in my circle being like, lads, all I need is just an in at any radio show. I don't care what time it is. I don't care when it is. I just need to be like, do a demo or, or whatever. And it took, it took a couple of years, mate, because People don't really like reality. And I understand why, because we're seen as talentless. And I can understand why people would think that, especially when radio is a very closed circuit. So getting into that circle was incredibly tough. But when I got a foot in the door, I just made sure that I was prepped enough and good enough to, to stick around. And luckily, my boss is an absolute legend and he, he hasn't bit me off yet, Johnny. It's just doing your air mile summer. You know, you're very used to being around cameras. So a lot of people can't look at a camera and not understand what the lens is there and not being able to perform to it. And you know how to do all those things. You know how to have talk back. You know, I talk to my radio presenters in their ears all the time. You need to be able to do that. And you've done all these little things across your past couple of years with your platform made in Chelsea that's allowed you to do that. And well done for it. We see it with Love Island now. It's a platform. The people who go on Love Island now do it because they want to be famous. And I've interviewed many Love Island stars. And Zara, I'm not going to put you in this category, but they all basically go, I'm going in there because I need that platform. I've done a bit of YouTube. It's not got me anywhere. I'm going on Love Island. I want to be famous. And that's it. That's- you know, do you know what's funny, Johnny, is that is that I sometimes sit here and think to myself, like, is it... The problem is, I feel like, and you'll know this, you will know this more than anybody, mate, how tough it is to crack the industry, let's say, right, in terms of, like, presenting or... Because, you know, you produce so many amazing shows and stuff. A lot of people, I think, join these big shows. They don't actually know what it is they want to do. I was the exact same, right? Like, I was incredibly fortunate that I've literally fell into my dream job, but not many people I think do actually want to be in the industry. I think a lot of people think they want to be in like the social media space where they do like a boohoo shoot or whatever it is and make tons of money. But do they actually want, and then it's a lot of people sit there and they go, I want to be a presenter. And like, but do you actually, like, do you actually, are you saying that because you think that's what you should be doing instead of that's actually what you want to be doing? Do you find that when you speak to a lot of people? Well, I'll talk from personal experience on that because I've analysed this many times about myself. I've been wanted to be a presenter since I was six years old. It's the only okay. job I've ever wanted to do. And I've had a little bit of TV in, in my time. I was on Good Morning Britain this week. And 
I got trolled for being on Good Morning Britain. So I was talking about dogs and how I'm scared of dogs. And all these dog people came for me. And I thought, oh, I don't like this. I don't want to be on TV now. And I'm like, I'm a deflector. And like you, I like to ask the questions. I don't like to talk about myself. And as a broadcaster and interviewer, that is literally what you're allowed to do. So every time I do a bit of TV and I get that exposure, like, oh, this is great. But then you get those endorphins because then you put a TikTok up and you've got the views. How many people have viewed it? How many people have liked it? How many people come? And you're chasing that endorphins. And then you go, oh, no one's liked it. I've got no new follower. You know, I put that clip of Good Morning Britain on my Facebook. It got two likes. I was like, this is Good Morning Britain. I get 30 <laughs> likes of putting up that I'm going on talk TV the next day. This is an actual clip of me. and I'm getting nothing. And so there's a massive insecurity about being a presenter. And as you know, there's always 100 people going for your job. And there's always someone who's waiting for you to just have that little slip up so they can take you. And I've seen it, how dog eat dog this world is. I know there's people who want my job. And it puts you on edge. And it's not nice. Yeah. It's I'll tell you what, though, Johnny. Issue. The, the people I work with, Fleur, we discussed Fleur just, just now, we, we mentioned her name, but she she is a, a talented girl. And she's been so, so she does a breakfast show, so obviously she is a lot further on than I am. But like whenever I stand in, because James used to, was doing Edinburgh, and so I got a chance for like a good two weeks, really, to go and do a lot of breakfast stuff with Fleur and a guy called Matt, who's lovely as well. And like, you know, when you were talking about like radio people and like people wanting people's jobs and stuff like that, like I've never met anybody who was so kind. And like, I remember walking through the door and she was literally like, these are the ropes. These are, the I mean, she obviously knew that I was never going to take her job, but like she, like, she was so lovely to me. And I, I will always remember it. And I always say to her, I'm always like, you are just like the, the exact person I was lucky enough to be put with that like, she just taught me so much yeah, of how to be a radio rare, DJ. And yet she's just so lovely, mate. She's so lovely. And I feel like I have a huge respect for radio people as well, mate, in terms of, because they have wanted to be, they've known, they've been lucky enough, I suppose, to know exactly what they want to do since a very young age. And a lot of radio producers, specifically at Hits Radio, I can't speak for others, but a lot of the, uh, the, the presenters on Hits Radio, a guy called Tom Green, like, like you look at them and you speak to them and they're literally like, I know, I knew I wanted to do this. And they are such experts in their craft, mate. And it's like, it's brilliant to be around. Even my producer, I had a guy called Joe, who, who was younger than me, mate. He was like, I think he's 20 years old. And he is so in that world. And he's like, I've always wanted to do it. And it's, it's just, it's amazing. The team we have at Hits Radio that I'm fortunate enough to now be a part of, like, it really makes you want to be the best you can be. And the reason why it's so great is it's not because I want to nick their jobs or anything like that. It's actually because I want to be them because that's how inspiring they are. Like the guys and girls who work at HITS, are, it's pretty awesome, man. I'm, I'm very happy with it. And that's why the HITS were the station of the year last year at the Arias, Radio Awards, because yeah. you do those big things. And Tom Green used to work at Capital and the local stations. James Barr used to listen to on Heat Radio. You know, they've all been around a little bit. Hits Radio is a national station, but a lot of people wouldn't necessarily because they go to the Capitals and the Hearts. But Hits is amazing. I love it. I love Jenny Powell on a weekend. I love Shereen Murphy. I love obviously listening to you. Yeah. So really quickly, so you both coming back to Manchester because it's back on Monday on E4. Are you going to be in this new series? No, mate. To, to be honest, we haven't we haven't actually been in it for how long has it been? Two, now? Years. two years. Yeah, two years now. I know. Obviously, it's a valid question because we've never actually been like we've left was well, no, I think has, but... I I think that you I left literally two years ago to now and you left about a year and a half ago because you did yeah. a little bit coming back and forth but 
The thing is, mate, I feel like you never, I hate, you know, when people go, I categorically left something and you're like, there's no need for that because like you, you, the beauty of Made in Chelsea and, and I'm sure a lot of other reality shows that run and run and run is that there's such a huge part, certainly in my life, that you never really want to, you, you never know what, what happens around the corner and stuff. So instead of making a huge song and dance, you just leave it and you just go, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not in it. I might not ever be in it again, but who knows? You never want to... There's no need to close the door. No need to close I mean, doors. only for me, because uh, I'm not from Chelsea and I'm from Essex and it probably doesn't make any sense for me to do it ever again unless you would do it's it. It's also, it's also, it's a young man's game, you know, and a young, well, I can't say it's a young man's game, but like, it's, it's definitely like a young person's game, I think. And yeah. I think, you know, people, what do people find attention grabbing? It ain't a 30 year old Sam still being an idiot, like, like playing pranks and his missing. Asking which shade of wall colour we should Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's, it's not like, so it, it's not the interior discussions of the new gap. It's, you know, a 20 whatever year old sort of going around and being in a love triangle and all that kind of jazz. So I feel like, you know, you got to, you got to know when it's your time to sort of like, to, to, to back off slowly. But I feel like I wouldn't, ever be one of those people and I know you're not even Zara one of those people who bad mouth or or be like oh, I would wish I'd never done it you know you see a lot of you know people who've been on reality shows like you've seen some of them crying being like I can't believe I did that when I was younger I'm glad I did it I feel like main Chelsea I can't speak for any other show that I've been on them in terms of like your Towies or your Geordie Shores or anything like that but like they treated me great. I learned so much. They allowed me a window into an industry that I didn't even know existed. And sometimes you turn back and go, oh God, I was on a reality TV show. And it means that, you know, people look at you a certain way. If you're trying to further yourself in this industry, obviously people look at you a certain way and go, oh, but you were just on a reality show and you got to break down that wall. But other than that, you wouldn't even be in this position if you didn't have a show like like Major Well, exactly. And also, you know, I remember watching that first ever episode all those years ago. And, you know, obviously your sister was in that first era. You and you came in with Tiff Watson as Lucy's sister. I'm not talking about the two of you, but as in the fact that you were the sisters and the brothers of the original cast. Yeah. Then you had that third generation and now you're on like the fifth generation and you are very much an adult. And like me, we're 30 years old. That's not an adult at all. Um, but... Obviously, we've been seeing you on social media, both of you, hanging out with Davide and Ekansu, who obviously won lower <laughs> a couple of months ago. What are they like now? Because they're just getting into that industry. Legends. Legends. Love them. Smelt Davide. Smells unbelievable. Oh, I found it weird. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how are they finding it now? Because obviously, you were with them at their campaign last week, and that's kind of the first time they've done something really public, because they kind of came off the show straight away, went to film their documentary, and now they've actually got time to experience being these reality stars. I mean, I can only speak for, for I, I didn't really, we went to their event and obviously you don't want to be like, so how is it and stuff like that? Because I, I don't want to ask, mate. So you'll have to ask them. But in terms of how they looked, I mean, they're really lovely. And and Ek and Sue seems like a lovely, lovely person. Davide seems great. And and I think they just, they just seemed really excited when we saw them. We gave them some flowers. We yeah. said, well, congratulations and stuff. And, and I feel like, yeah, we didn't really get a chance to, to speak to them about that, the side of the industry and how they're finding it. But I've got to say, like, like everybody, you know, anyone who comes out of love, I've, met, I've never met anyone who I dislike, to be honest. Everyone's, they're all my heroes. I love it. I'm a huge I love guy. that you love it. I love that you love it. Um, let's quickly talk about Hotels.com. You're on a campaign talking about cuffing, and it's all about finding your winter partner. So what did your research show you? Oh, mate, dude, I didn't even realise cuffing had a name. I knew it was a thing. I didn't know it had a name. I didn't know it was called cuffing. But 43% of Brits 
actually admit to having a great single summer, but they're ready to find a partner in the winter. And I don't know, is it the weather? I feel like it's got to be the weather. Yeah, probably. Right? I, I think that in the winter, you want to snuggle up, you want to Netflix and chill. You want to, you know, get on a blanket on the sofa. You don't want to, like, in the summer, you want to go out, you want to go to party, you want to go away with your friends. In the winter, traditionally, I feel like you want to kind of buckle down. But it's interesting, it's really interesting that half nearly half of brits think that a romantic holiday is the perfect opportunity to get to know someone so that's why we've partnered with hotels.com and we're going to send five couples away on a, basically their perfect break we're going to find them their perfect somewhere we're going to match them up with the perfect hotel that suits their needs and some of them are absolutely bang yeah as well. and we're going to just basically give them the opportunity to test kind of whether they think it could last, yeah. which is really, really exciting. Or it might not. It might not last. And then, and then, and then, and then I mean... And then you'll get excited. Yeah, <laughs> you know we like the drama, Johnny. But also, mate, I feel like people, I think, yeah, it's like 45% of people think that trip away sort of like tells you a lot about the uh, the other person. And I feel like that is so true. If you take a trip away, you, you take a trip away with someone, mate, then you learn a lot, especially if they've got a weak tap, mate. Well, well, Zara, you've you know you've had your selection of boys on Love Island. Sam, obviously, you've had the girls in Sepsco dating agency. Can you find me a girl as well as booking me that place on Hotels.com? <laughs> Johnny, all you got to do, mate, you just got you got you got to enter. You got you got to basically um. Yeah, but you need to find me the girl to go away with, and the girl to go to Winter Wonderland with to begin with. <laughs> oh, Winter Wonderland's the one. Wait, we've never though oh, here we, we go. need to go okay. here i want right. to go uh, dude, buddy i follow you on twitter mate you you're not so unlucky in love as you say you are guarantee I, every couple of days it's ah oh, just next year i'm gonna be at a wedding with with a girl of my dreams like shut up mate you definitely fucking reveal definitely. my secrets um thank you to hotels.com for this interview thanks brother thank appreciate you. that johnny it's always yeah. a pleasure mate and i mean that sincerely That was Sam Thompson and Zara McDermott here on Security Square. Massive thanks to them and a massive thanks to Hotels.com for setting up the interview. Absolutely love them. I've known Sam about seven or eight years and we've grown. We've grown together. I've seen him go through all those different phases of his reality TV career. And it's so nice to see him come out the other side and to try something new. You know, he's an amazing presenter. Absolutely loved him on Build London. I used to watch those. And then to now see and hear him on Hits Radio is even better. And Zara I've met in the past. And what she's doing, going from stretch to front with that journalism, those documentaries are really, really making a difference. Because it's having those conversations that are not being had starting them and letting you continue them and that's so important to do you've been listening to Sakini and with me Johnny C. if you love Made in Chelsea which Sam and Zara have both been on obviously loads of guests have been on in the past on this podcast including James and Maver Sam Prince Liv Bentley and Miles Nazaire if you love celebs go dating that Sam's been part of obviously Pete Wicks his bromance has been on this podcast before along with Anna Williamson Paul C. Brunson and Tom Red Wilson and many 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 of the celebs who have been on there as well and if you love Love Island well there's been about 30 past Islanders who have been on the podcast to say it's okay to not be okay and if you've enjoyed today's episode please do me a little favour on Spotify give it a five star rating and on iTunes it's a five star rating and a review and remember it's okay to not be okay I'm Johnny Seifert thank you so much for listening until next week thank you and goodbye
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.